Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Welcome to From Beer to the Bible. I'm Vicki Steifer, a producer here on the show. Urban and Scott are here as well as Jimmy Z that you heard last week and his sister, Mary Rose. She is, well, I used to call them DJs, but now <laughs> she's an on-air announcer and you can hear Mary Rose weeknights starting at 7 on our sister station, 94.9 KLTY and worldwide at KLTY.com. Now here's Irvin and Scott to introduce everybody and start the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard from the real boss. Thank you, Vicki. That was outstanding. Well, we have a full house, so I want to get right to it. But as I always do, I want to pray. Father, we thank you for watching over and taking care of myself, Scott, Mary Rose, and Jimmy Z when we were lost, when we were foolish and reckless. We thank you for the grace and the mercy to bring us to not only salvation in Jesus Christ, but recovery and healing in Jesus Christ. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, Amen. Jimmy Z. Good to have you back again this week. Nice for being here, Irvin. You know what, Mary Rose, I'm going to introduce you myself oh, as my. my mother's favorite lady oh, in all the world, <laughs> oh, whom goodness. she is so looking forward to meeting. So welcome and thank you for gracing us with your presence. Oh, you're just too sweet. And tell Mama I said hi, and I can't wait to meet her and give her a big hug and a kiss. Oh, she's so looking forward to it. And then I got my boy, Mr. Scott, my co-host, Scott. What's up, folks? It's good to be here today. Well, welcome, and, and thank you for being here as well, Scott. Well, we want to jump right into it. Uh, Mary Rose and Jimmy Z, tell us how you guys are connected, please. Well, he is the much older brother of me by at least <laughs> 15 years or so. But um, anyway, no, probably about, I guess, 10. We won't go into age, but Jimmy yeah. still um, has his full color of red hair. We're both the redheads in the family. <laughs> We're one of four kids, and uh, Jimmy is the one who actually brought me to Jesus. And, okay. uh, you know, I, I got sober, you know, I can remember as a child, boy, my father was really tough on him. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he would be smoking pot in his room. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, Daddy, don't hurt Jimmy. And um, <laughs> Daddy would be like, go into your room, Mary Rose. This isn't, you don't need to be hearing this and stuff, you know. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I just remember that. And I remember Jimmy saying that one day Dad was going to take him somewhere. I thought he was going to take him to camp. And he ended up taking him to, like, a recovery place. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Padap. So, uh, yeah, my father, he, he, you know, when you have a child that's, you know, <clears throat> acting out and like Jimmy yeah. had said in the previous show we were both redheads you know that i was called like a dead fish in in grade school i was not what? very attractive and was because i was a redhead like color you know just wasn't just uh you know the things that we get called and um i even remember the person that called me that but i won't say but anyway uh-huh. um but you know the things that you remember and so i think i always knew that i had a lot of talent but i yeah. i i uh, you know i was a type a personality a kind mm-hmm. of add and kind of all over the place so um, was a really good girl until I got to college and it was like I was really good during the week but on the weekends I go out and just drink and you know it was like I came out with the moon my friends would say uh-huh. you're so strict during the week what happens to you on the weekend well anyway that <laughs> ends up kind of coming into your whole life and yes so it was on and off of me for me for years and um and then I remember I think it probably took me two or three times to get sober and the last time was April the 24th 2005 and uh, my mother was you know fixing to, to die and Mm-hmm. I was drinking her pain medicine, and um, so I decided I needed to go get help, and I was ready to get sober. And 
So I think Jimmy came over and, you know, got rid of all the pills and stuff in my room and yeah. <clears throat> everything. I think even my blood pressure pill. And I was like, listen, you didn't need to take those two when I came <laughs> back. But anyway, he, you know, because he, he'd been through that and was yeah. ready to. I was clearing I, house. He was clearing house, right. <laughs> so we need two, that. Yeah. So this was 2005. Yeah. And then my mother passed um, three months later, and then I took care of my father till he died. And, you know, Jimmy had three young sons, and it was very, Jimmy and I have always been very, very close. His wife at the time and his three boys, I've, he always let me have that relationship with them. So I would, with the weekends he would get them, I would try to, like every other time, have them on Friday nights. They would okay. come and stay with me. So I really helped. The boys are, are really a big part of my life. Matter of fact, his oldest is getting married in August, and Curtis and I are throwing them a shower next week. I was just on the phone with Zach that's, last night to figure awesome. out the menu. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so the, <laughs> the important stuff. Yeah. And they're really good. Jimmy raised them really well, where the three know that, you know, they know that I'm their aunt. I'm not their mother. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a special there's a special relationship. And Jimmy and and Kristen, their mother, um, you know, they they all know Jesus. They know the love of Christ. Right. And, uh, and so I think that, you, you know, I think a lot of... Um, you know, we think about our families that the men, it's so important for our men to be men. And, and like when I married Curtis, Jimmy was the first man that had ever hugged my husband. Okay. And then, you know, J- Curtis got uh, uh, baptized. And um, anyway, so 2008, Jimmy gave me a Bible and I read it. Okay. And I'm reading it and I'm like, he's, I, you know, and w- w- I met him at Watermark Monday right. night. And I thought, this is really cool. And um, so I'm reading it. And this is 2008. And I guess three months later, I would lose my job at uh-huh. And um, you know, lose everything. And okay. it just really I had always based my life on what I did for a living and that yep. was my identity. So, um, but I continued to stay sober, read the Bible, and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be doing this and I'm supposed to be praying to Jesus. Right. Not all these other people. I said, Oh wow. And so Jimmy, um, I, I said, Listen, I you know, I don't think I'm supposed to be praying this other thing. I'll be right over. He was over in ten minutes. We and know he, he drives fast, but that day he must have been particularly fast. So he came right over, and then I just continued to read the Bible and continued mm-hmm. to go to church with him on Sundays. And I was just, um, could feel the love of Christ and um, could see in his life and, you know, his boys. And then right. he ended up going through the divorce and all. And it was very, very painful for all of us. But uh, I, I think that just seeing that he had had this relationship with Jesus, it was something that I wanted too, and I, I knew that being sober was great and all, and I have a great sponsor who I still, you know, yeah. always, you know how y'all were talked about in the previous show where you walk into that room and there's no judgment. Yes. My sponsor told me that she'd never known unconditional love until she walked into an AA meeting. I could believe that. You know what? And, and as mm-hmm. a believer now, I like to love everybody equally, yeah. regardless of what we're going through, because gosh, isn't that what Jesus does? Yes. And Jesus will use you in our lives to whatever, you know, uh, with everybody has a talent, you know, regardless of whether it's radio or it's, you know, accounting, uh, you know, whatever, producing, you know, every beautiful voice. Vicky's got a beautiful voice. Yes. Yeah, so, does. I mean, he uses us for everything. And um, he does. He does use us. And um, I love my sister to death and, you know, my other siblings. But the thing is, is that um, Mary Rose played a key interest in helping me in a situation that happened about three and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, Tell us I more. I said through weeks ago or last week. Yeah. I've been sober for a long time. But three and a half years ago, um, I wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. So I woke up my son. It was 11 o'clock, and I asked him to take me to the ER. I'd been vomiting, and I couldn't keep anything down. Yeah. I said, well, I think I'm just dehydrated. So the next thing I can remember is that everything took a turn quickly. And so after that, the thing that I remember was right before I opened my my eyes, I heard a voice saying Mm -hmm. loudly, it's time for you to go back. Your boys need you. Mm -hmm. 
I wake up in an empty room looking for the person. Hey, where are you? Yeah. Where are you? Where'd you go? No response. Soon after that, my family came in crying. Mm-hmm. I was confused by the response. They continued to assure me that everything was fine. Okay. I just couldn't move. Things seemed, I seemed like somebody was playing a trick on me. Uh-huh. So then my whole family came in the room and they explained the past few weeks that had happened to me. And I didn't realize that I had been in a coma, yeah. went into septic shock, and I had died three times. Wow. And the first time that I died, a police officer friend of mine was in the room and he hit his stopwatch and he told me later on that it was more than eight minutes. Uh-huh. So they were concerned about me losing limbs with the sepsis yeah. and how much brain damage uh, had happened. Mm-hmm. So during that time, uh, so I went in Friday night at 11, as I said, yeah. by Sunday night at 6 p.m., um, that's where Mary Rose comes in and I was somewhere else. Okay. And Mary Rose took right. it from there. So, so well, your son called me Saturday and um, said that you'd put me down as uh, your go-to person. And I was like, well, what's going on? So, <laughs> and I happened to be on the air. And so yeah. my, my boss said, leave and go to the hospital. So I get there, all Jimmy's sons are there and. Jimmy's not looking too good, but we're in the ER and like within 30 minutes, they're putting him in ICU. And I'm like, what the, what is going on? And then they, yeah. they wanted to put him in, um, son that, that night do exploratory surgery. They thought maybe one of his, uh, organs, cause he was uh, complaining about his stomach mm-hmm. and I guess it was the hernia. But at this point, I guess the sepsis was already building up in his blood. Okay. And so the next morning uh, they, he made it through surgery, but they didn't want to take out. They had to keep him sedated. Okay. So the next day was not very good. Sunday, he coded three times that night. And so I called my sponsor. She said, I'm on my way there. Mm-hmm. And she lives out in Anna. So that was a drive. She goes, I want you and Curtis to go to the, um, the chapel. And I want you to ask God and pray to him and ask him for wisdom and discernment. So, yeah. and this is the hospital that my mother uh, worked in for 25 years. Okay. So it's very, very interesting. So I go in there, Curtis and I go in there, and, and during this time, we find out later that Jimmy had coded on the table, mm-hmm. but I asked God for wisdom and discernment, and I, I was sitting there praying, something hit the window, and Curtis was like, what was that? We looked for a bird, nothing, I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. I could feel Christ, um, the Holy Spirit was was in me, and I felt a great peace, and Curtis says, you look like you're okay. I said, yeah, I don't ask me how I know, but God's going to tell me what to do. Uh-huh. I'm just going to listen to him and do what he needs me to do. So at this point, you know, Jimmy's ex-wife is is telling his sons that, you know, listen, he's not going to make it through. He's got a less than a 6% chance of survival. So we were going to let him go at 9 o'clock that night. So we okay. had called everybody from Watermark. 30 people were praying. I mean, they had to tell us in the ICU to well, be quiet. And, and don't forget, I hate to interrupt, is that they said that um, the morgue staff was unavailable. They had gone home for the evening. Yes. So what? doesn't God work in strange ways that yes. they didn't want to put me out that was, well, we can wait till the morning. We can wait till the, the morgue staff comes back. Uh-huh. Right. So when I went back in that night after I'd prayed, the doctor said, where's Mary Rose? And I thought it was just me going into room. But Jimmy's sons follow me as ex-wife, my brother and sister, my other brother and sister. And he says, well, listen, your 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 Jimmy, your brother, hasn't um, coded in an hour. And I'd like to wait and see how he does when the morning staff comes in. Uh-huh. And I knew that was God. And I said, absolutely. And everybody looked like me at like, look at, looked at me like I'd lost it. Yeah. And, um, and so I said, okay, well, well, let's see if he makes it through the night. And I just went home and prayed. So during that time, God used my sickness to soften my heart, uh-huh. and to break down some hard edges in me from being hurt from the past experience would Mm-hmm. As you guys remember from last week, I turned to drugs and alcohol years ago. Yeah. I had no longer had this hidden anger inside of me or the desire to control my life. Mm-hmm. That while I <clears throat> I knew Jesus and he was my Savior and my Lord in my life, a perspective had shifted. 
God deepened my trust. And in step three in regeneration, trust, it says, God wants you to know him. He promised a Savior that will provide a payment for the debt of my sin and a way for your heart to be restored. Mm -hmm. I know him and my heart was fully restored to him in every sense of the way. Trusting in the Lord is not just a phrase that I use. Right. I believe that with all my heart. Mm -hmm. So God provided healing and restoration for friends of mine during this time. Mm -hmm. So one of my buddies, the police officer that was there that clocked me at eight minutes being gone, yeah. his brother came up and they hadn't spoken in 10 years. So during this time, he said, you know, well, Jimmy's feet are looking a little black. Uh -huh. So they took those little cuffs that they have to keep <laughs> yeah. the circulation. Yeah. Yeah. So his brothers worked on my feet for 45 minutes until they had um, reddish color. Praise and, God. Um, mm -hmm. God used him to probably to where I'm still able to walk and I still have all my limbs today. Praise so God. one of the things that I use today is that while in the hospital, I read my Bible daily. Yeah. And one of the verses that really kind of holds me true is Isaiah mm. 41.10. Yes. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do mm. not be dismayed, for I am your God. Mm. I will be strengthened you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. The miracle man's story was spreading throughout the hospital, mm. and people from housekeeping and other people were coming in the room, sitting on my edge of my bed, saying, what in the world makes you so important that you have 20 people in the ICU praying over you? Yeah. We have never seen anything like that ever. And it's like, so through that entire experience, there was some frails and some distance between my other siblings. And, you know, God works in strange ways that he started using this attack that happened to me that later on many people told me that I think you just had an ascent satanic attack. God was trying to take you out mm -hmm. because you're, you're helping a lot of people. Yeah. It was like, you know, I'm just doing what the Lord's telling me to do. So when, you know, another key verse for me is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And I, I truly believe that today. So through, you know, the 12 steps and the, the steps of regeneration that I'm a firm believer today that has kind of helped me mm -hmm. stay sober for that 40-plus years, um, but in the end, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to white knuckle it anymore. You know, it's yeah. about God. It's about my sister being the instrument. It's about the morgue staff leaving. And it's like, well, we got no place to put him. We <laughs> right. turn him off. So we might as well just keep him on the machines. Yeah. Right. And it, <laughs> so. it was, and it was weird because they ended up keeping him intubated for 15 days yeah and you know when jimmy woke up he couldn't do anything so mm -hmm. I, he wanted me to read him job and i remember when he first woke up and could talk he's like well who the heck had me under for 15 days and i said that would be me mm -hmm. and i said we were going to let you go and i had to have that discussion with him and i yeah. said i'm really sorry but i thought we were we were going to let you go but um you know he um i told him that i went in and and god had told me to to wait yeah. and i remember that i went up they had removed the i'd gone in every day in that friday I, it was five days later the Doctor, I said, well, where's the sepsis? And she just shrugged her sh shoulders, and she goes, I have no idea. I said, uh, what? Well, she, uh, yeah. Amongst everything you guys said, and I want to get this before I lose it, is you guys did everything biblically that you're supposed to do when someone gets sick. You yeah. call the church or elders. Mm -hmm. You had them pray. They were praying then all the time. Mm -hmm. yes. You pray. And too many times when we go through trials, tribulations, storms of life, we are ashamed to ask mm -hmm. for prayer. Yeah. You need to ask. This is how I roll. If I'm going through something, I ask everybody I know. 
to pray for me. Yeah, me too. I don't yeah. know who God is going to answer, but I'm going to get enough corporate prayer going uh, and call the elders if I'm sick and have mm-hmm. them pray because prayer changes things. And the more people you have praying, the more powerful I truly believe mm-hmm. that is. Absolutely. God is at work, Irvin. You said it. And I, I just want to add one more thing is that through all this, you can't get any more humbling to where you can't feed yourself. You can't talk. You yeah. can't think. You can't go to the bathroom. You've got yeah. cords and hoses sticking out of you. Yeah. And finally, the moment came to where my PT said, okay, we're going to we're gonna try to see if you can stand. Mm-hmm. Not walk, just stand. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, my youngest entered the room. My feet were dangling, and I was able to stand up, and they had the nurses there with the straps where they hold you up. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So my youngest came in, Levi, and he hugged me, and he whispered to me, and he said, Dad, uh, he was crying. He said, uh, I didn't think that I'd be able to hug you. Yeah. Yeah. Or tell you that Powerful. I love you. And uh, we all cried. There wasn't a dry eye in the room. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of get teared up um, yeah. through that. But it's, you know, it's like it's moments like that that God reminds that God is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That almost losing my life actually renewed my life mm-hmm. and my view and my purpose on what God has for me today. Yeah. 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 And um, I can remember when, um, you know, you were. You you were there, but when you woke up, uh, I, I we weren't sure if you were going to have all this brain damage and stuff. And so Nurse Laura said, um, she said, well, look at him. And I said, Jimmy, can you, um, if you know it's me, Mary Rose, I need you to blink really fast. And so yeah. he, he did that. And I was like, oh, my God, he's blinking. And then um, after he got into the room and um, I don't remember. he doesn't remember any of that. Yeah. But I remember I had prayed for wisdom and discernment. Mm-hmm. Well, after Jimmy, that last 15th day, and he was released from the ICU and was gone to his own room, um, I said, well, I'll see you the next day. So um, if I wasn't reading him the Bible, he somebody else was because he took him a time before. The Bible's heavy, right? So he, yeah. it was, he had to regain all his strength. Yeah. So the, the, God had put uh, a guy named Wisdom in the room next door to me. Oh, wow. So I took that picture and I dropped uh, right there in the hospital. I dropped all my stuff in the middle of the hall. And I said, all right, Jesus, I hear you loud and clear. It's discernment (laughs) on the other side. So, uh, yeah. Well, one of the other things I noticed about you guys on this journey of recovery for Jimmy Z is not only were you praying, but you were actively looking and seeking for the movements of God. So many times we pray and we miss the big, the small, the little things, the seen and unseen, unseen things that God is doing because we put our prayer out there. But then we don't put our eyes and our heart to say, where is God? Where is he moving? And as you're telling the story, I'm watching it like a, a puzzle being put together so beautifully as he orchestrated you're 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 save you're saving you from mm-hmm. from I mean, dying unbelievable and 7%. then healing yeah. you and then encouraging you all along the way with these little signs right and the rest of the family right absolutely amazing it, it really is because his sons were i had to take each of them aside and say listen your your father had this responsibility on me i said so let me listen to what god needs to tell me yes. and let me do what i need to do and they said well aunt Maria, you're a little optimistic i said well there is that Mm-hmm. So I said, but let me, you know, I, I, your father did not want this responsibility on you. Yeah. He did not want that. Yeah. I said, so let me burden that. Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, and then Jimmy, you know, he came back and stayed with us. So it was, it was nice. And, um, he, he, he helps me make the best. He's a really great cook and he makes me make the most moist turkey for Christmas every year. 
So just um, <laughs> one more thing is that, yeah, please. you know, the true nuggets, you know, it's a journey as we, we weave our way through life, as you put yes. it, Irvin, that, um, you know, since this has happened, our family's gotten closer. I've been able to watch one of my sons get married, take mm-hmm. the photos of that wedding, mm-hmm. got to meet my first grandchild. His name is Elijah, Cute. great yeah. biblical name. Yes. He's another redhead. Yeah. So we're keeping we the chain those. going. And <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful that God saved my life to allow me to stay around a little bit longer yeah. and just to, um, he continues to use me in many ways. That, yeah. And hopefully that maybe this, what we're doing today may reach some people and, um, you know, God's in control. He's got the wheel. I'm just kind of, I'm a puppet in a, a, on a string. Basically. That's, that's the best way to be. And I want you and Mary Rose to know that, and I'll speak for Scott as well. You guys have blessed us. I mean, my yes. heart was was so filled and full to hear such a wonderful testimony. And I always tell people, don't give up on God. Oh, no. Don't give up your circumstances. And if you're out there and you hear us and you're suffering from drug and alcohol addiction today, no matter how bad it is, persevere. Don't get up and seek the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you will find him now. And we will talk more on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. It's Irvin Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. We want to let Mary Rose and Jimmy Z talk a little bit about the importance of their fellowship to sobriety. Yeah. And, you know, I still have my sponsor I talk to every day. And um, Jimmy, we probably talk every day and we talk about biblically what's going through. And uh, we, we just talk about a lot of things um, so that we, we do the next right thing. And we, um, you know, watch, you know, medication and like I've had to have surgery. So there's some things that I go through and mm-hmm. I've had surgery that I just, you know, have other people give it to me if I have yeah. to have pain medicine. And um, but uh, we, I think we're we're pretty good about that and trying to keep God at the center. And then he'll we'll we'll try to follow through on what we're studying at Watermark uh, every week. Or Jimmy will send me a text. Hey, check yeah. out this verse. And then I'll read it and then we'll call and talk about it. We just keep each other accountable. Yeah. Um, like you would in a community group or a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that um, I've been through drugs and alcohol issues and then through this last issue with sepsis. and um, you know, you you just don't really look at all the nuggets that are there. But as you said it earlier, you said about puzzle pieces. And it's like, you know, you start putting all those pieces together and it's like God really had planned this all together. Just yes. like when he's, all right, we're going to take you out of Egypt. 
All right, great. We can't go anywhere. There's just a big, you know, red sea in front of us. So it's like, all right, so here I'm between a rock and a ward place. So, you know, are you going to open up the sea? Well, sure enough, something happens. That's right. So, (laughs) you know, God just shows up at the last minute. And, you know, sometimes that really gets me very frustrated. It's like, God, could you just not wait till the last (laughs) minute all the time? But everything is in is his perfect timing, just like my buddy that showed up to massage my feet and put color back. So, well, well said, well said, and there's nothing else to say. But thank you, and may God continue to richly bless you guys and your family. Well, thank you. We are grateful to be on the show today. Absolutely. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.